This is a Soulfire production. You're listening to the Simply Be Podcast, episode number 231. Well, hello and welcome back to the show, my beautiful, beautiful, beautiful friends. I hope you really receive that. You are beautiful inside and out. And knowing that and owning that and claiming that is part of the healing process. Just want to say that. And I'm just so grateful that you're here with me on the Simply Be podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Zweig. And this is a show where we talk about so many things. We obviously talk about personal branding, since I am the founder and CEO of a personal branding agency called Simply Be Agency. And it's really just become such a beautiful creation in my life helping serve so many executives and entrepreneurs from across the world on owning their beauty, owning their power, owning their light, owning their authenticity, and transforming that into platforms that touch their communities and serve the world in their own unique way. And it is such a gift to do that every single day with my work and my incredible, incredible team of now going on 25 people and really just Wanting to welcome you into the show. If you're new, welcome. If you are not new, hello again. So happy to be here. And you know what we talk about. We don't just talk about personal branding and being a thought leader and building a great platform and scaling a business and becoming a great marketer and strategist and leader. But we talk about what it means to be a human, what it means to be a a spiritual being here on this plane called the earth plane in a human form. and what I believe makes a truly impactful, not just personal brand, but just business career professional endeavor is when we are truly ourselves, when we are living our light, when we are doing the work on who we are meant to be, where our souls came from and why we incarnated here in this body called us so that we can live a purpose and turn on more light in this world with our own honestly awakenings. And, and so we talk about it all here on the podcast. And, you know, before I get into today's episode, I actually want to share an offering. So I really want to know who this community is, how you're living your light, what your businesses are all about, what your platforms have to say to the world. And so I am running a new contest, if you will. And I'm really excited about this. So I want you, of course, to leave a review. If you haven't left a review on the show before, this is so important because getting the word out about all the beautiful things we talk about, all the beautiful guests that we bring on is really important. We're, we're spreading so much light on this show and reviews help us reach more people. And so if you leave a review, I want you to screenshot that review and I want you to send it to me over on Instagram. I'm at Jessica Zweig. It's just my first and last name. And I want you to tell me about your business. I want you to tell me about your personal brand. You don't even have a personal brand. You're working on a product. It doesn't matter. I know so many different people who listen to my show. Maybe you're working in a corporate job that you love, that you're proud of, and that you want people to know more about your company. Screenshot your review. Hopefully you leave five stars in a couple sentences. That's what we're looking for. And I'm going to choose one listener to spotlight on the show. So if you are listening right now and you want the Simply Be community 
to know more about your business, leave a review, screenshot it, send it to me on DM and tell me a little bit about yourself. And I am going to pick one lucky winner each and every episode to spotlight and to really share with everyone. And we'll leave your link in the show notes so that everyone can go check you out and learn more about what you're bringing to the world. So it's really simple. Just leave us the review, screenshot it, DM it to me on Instagram where I hang out so much and we'll spotlight you on the show, but you got to leave that review. So I just wanted to let you all know that that's a fun new contest that I'm going to be running every episode moving out from here on out until, you know, until I switch it up and we find something else to, to offer this community that's fun and of service. So I just want to really get into it today, you guys, because I have so much to share about this. So as you know, maybe you don't know, some of you are, are new. Some of you obviously have been following the show for a while. You've been following me, but you know that the year of 2023, my word is fun. <laughs> my word is joy. If you listen to the opening episode to March where I announced our intention, which is trust the process, that's a really vulnerable episode. I shared a lot about where I have been and my own process to get here, to get to this point of just so much joy, so much frequency of abundance. I just feel so light. I feel so good in my life right now, like the best I have ever felt. And it has definitely been a journey to get here. It's been a process that I have learned to trust and encouraged you in that episode to really trust your own process, no matter where you are. If you're in the dark, if you're in the light, if you're somewhere in the middle, it's all a process. And yet I really wanted to crack down into more of the practices that I have adopted and have really been prioritizing since the year started to really, really cultivate joy in my life, to really cultivate this frequency of just so much abundance, just attracting and manifesting and accelerating my life in like every direction, not just with my business and my career and money, but also my sisterhood, my friends, my marriage, my, my relationship with Brian has just truly never been better. My relationship to the earth, to my body, to my future, to my creativity, all of these things have not just come because I set the intention and wished upon it, right? Although that is powerful. I couldn't just say, okay, Jessica, the year 2023, it's going to be about fun and joy. Go. No, it doesn't work like that. You have to do the work. You have to put in daily practices that create that, that cultivate that, that co-create that with the universe so that you take more empowerment and control over how your life feels every day. And yes, we can set intentions and journal and talk to our communities and our friends about it, but really it's up to us. It's how we choose to create the space for those intentions to really, really manifest. And so today I want to talk about the eight different practices that have really, truly, literally transformed my life. Like 180 oh, feels like that dramatic because I was in such a shitty place last year, basically for a year to this completely different opposite experience of my daily life that have really, really served me that I am doing in real time. 
that I want to really open up to my community and share with you. And there, some of them are deep and some of them are, you know, micro daily actions that anyone can take. And, and hopefully you'll take something from all of these tips that, that you can apply. And I really want to get honest with my community and say, like, it doesn't just like happen. You wake up one day and you feel positive. You know, you really have to dig in and make sure that you're holding yourself accountable. That is how we crack open new parts of ourself, how we shift our vibration, how we change our frequency, how we shift our energy so that our dreams become our reality. And so I'm going to start with number one, right? You want to take some notes here, you can. But the, the first thing that I have adopted this year as a practice is really truly letting go of control. That's number one. And what that has really meant for me and my own business specifically is really finally <laughs> having, you know, my team really own their parts in my business. Like I have traditionally been very much a helicopter CEO, a micromanager, kind of neurotic, <laughs> and like wanting everything to be perfect and wanting everything to be the way that I want it to be. And I know it can be the best and how I view the world and making sure that everybody is like executing against that versus trusting that the people who are helping me, whether you have a team or it's your family or it's your friends or it's your circle, your community, whoever sort of is in your life that is really there to support you, letting them support you. And that has been definitely its own journey in and of itself to trust that my team has got it. You know, we all know the power of delegation, but delegation, you know, is really only half of the equation. You can, you can assign different roles, tasks, responsibilities, but then you're, you're looking over them and making sure they did them and checking in and making, making sure they're, they're reporting back up to you and, and just controlling, even though you think you're letting go because you've delegated. I will tell you that releasing the grip and really trusting my team, and granted, I have the best team running my agency that I've ever had in the history of my company, the best leadership and management team. You know, I've been on a journey to find the right people for years, and I, I definitely have them now. But it has been a practice to really just allow them to know better than me. And to not question and to not reach back in and check in, but really let days go by, weeks go by, the months go by, and knowing that it's handled, trusting that it's handled. And is everything always perfect every day? And do I always feel 100% safe and letting go? No, but it's been so significantly better. And just really reminding myself that the only way that Jessica can thrive, that Jessica deserves her own peace is by trusting the people around me in my life, fully, really, truly trusting them and letting it go. And that has been just beyond healing. I am no longer in my business. I am on my business. I am no longer running and managing my business. I'm, I'm inspiring my business. 
I'm creating more ideas for my business. I'm creating more energy for my business. And and when I show up to my business because I'm in my lane, right? I'm not trying to be in all the lanes and everyone else's lanes. I am so much more alive in the way that I show up to my work every day. And granted, I've, you know, worked pretty hard to build a company over the last six years that I can have that kind of team and learn so much about myself as a leader along the way. But it's been so much more than just the physical act of hiring a person and letting them do their job. It's been an inside job for me to truly fully trust and let go. That is number one. Number two is honestly, this is one of my favorite ones. This is like my, my obsession lately is making slowness and boredom a priority. I live now to do nothing. (laughs) My whole schedule revolves around when can Jessica just be? And honestly, you might be like, oh my God, that sounds like such a luxury. But it doesn't have to be this grand sweeping clearing of your schedule, but really looking at your, your week, your time during Monday through Friday, your weekends, and really building in some boundaries and sacred time for you to literally do nothing. I used to overbook myself like crazy because I like people. I'm an extrovert kind of on TV, I like to say, but I'm an introvert really. But I, I have felt for a very long time that other people's agendas needed to be mine. If somebody wanted a dinner date or plans or a coffee date to learn more about whatever it is that they were interested in, and I would give my time away. And a lot of that had to, to be when I was first starting my business is you know, you're growing, you're seeking out opportunity, you want to network, you want to show up for people. And those are all beautiful things. We've all heard this before. You cannot pour from an empty cup, right? But I believe you can't even pour when your cup is full. You can only pour when your cup is overflowing. You have to always have your cup more, more than enough. Because even the slightest little deficit, even if that little cup has just a couple little millimeters empty from the top, you're, you're depleted. And the way that I restore, and I believe we all deserve to restore, is in the nothingness, in the stillness, and in the slowness. And I look forward to calling it a day. Sometimes I'm shutting my computer down at three o'clock, two o'clock versus five o'clock. I get, again, that's a luxury. I don't do that every day. But I really look forward to the evenings when I have nothing to do. I just sit on my bed with my dogs and stare at the walls. All right, maybe I'll pick up my phone and look at Instagram. But most of the time, I'm just seeking out boredom. It really does allow you to nourish your brain and nourish your body. So that when you wake up the next day, you've got more to give because you've poured back into you. And so slowness and boredom are so underrated. (laughs) And honestly, I think about the hustle and that old paradigm of how I used to 
used to think I needed to be. And I, it's so, it's so dead. It's so, it's so not who I know I need to be anymore. And it's been one of the most restorative acts is boredom. Boredom leads to more joy. I promise. Number three is honestly so simple. It's being outside, taking walks every single morning, rain or shine. I put on my hoodie with the hood if I have to, or I'm wearing my biker shorts and I go down the street and my, off my home in Tennessee where I'm living right now. And I just, I take a walk first thing in the morning and I feel the sun on my face. I will sometimes take my shoes off and earth in my backyard and just feel my feet on the grass and look up at the sun and like stare at the sun in the early mornings of the day before the sun really peaks, usually around like seven o'clock in the morning. I stare directly at the sun and get all of that incredible vitamin D. It, it, it activates my circadian rhythm. So I have more of the right balance in the morning and energy. I breathe in the fresh air. It is seriously like a game changer. It is a life hack. It is a soul hack. It is a happiness hack. If you can get out once a day and just take a walk in nature and try and be with nature. If you live in a big concrete jungle, like I sometimes do in Chicago, I split my time between Chicago and Nashville. I'll like hug a tree. I'm not joking. I'm that crazy girl in the middle of the city of Chicago, like holding a tree and closing my eyes and just feeling the energy of, of Gaia. And it is just really, really healing on your nervous system. And when our nervous systems are calm, we're not in this state of fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. We're embodied in our bodies. And when we're embodied in our bodies, we feel safe. And when we're safe, we can express. We can express and we can receive so much joy, so much abundance, so much more fun. And honestly, to get to fun, to get to joy, put your feet in the grass, stare at the sun, breathe in the fresh air, hug a tree. It is medicine and it is so simple and it's free. The fourth hack, if you will, we'll call them hacks. The fourth practice step that I've really adopted, and this is sort of personal and sort of vulnerable. And I questioned if I should even talk about this, but I really feel compelled to just be super honest with you guys and tell you everything that I've been that I've been doing over these last few months. And number four is really become a cornerstone in my in my daily practice. And that's yoni steaming. So I don't do this every day, but I would say I do it a couple times a week. And this is really just for my female listeners. But yoni steaming is actually an ancient, indigenous, beautiful practice to really connect, clear, cleanse, get in touch with our womb spaces, with our yonis, with our root. It has actually the power to heal, you know, cysts and menopause and bad PMS and cramps and just really help to regulate our feminine cycle. But it is also just so gentle and so loving. And if you don't know really technically what a yoni steam is, I'll tell you, you heat up a pot of nourishing herbs, usually rose, lavender, lemon peel, mugwort, all sorts of feminine healing herbs. Sometimes I'll throw rose petals in it. 
and you heat it up, you boil it. And I actually have this amazing Yoni steam contraption, if you will, that I, I got online. It's called Katara. I'll link to it in the show notes. And it's sort of this little wooden throne, if you will. And you put the pot inside the throne and you sit on top of it. You wrap yourself in a blanket, you spread your legs and you just sit there and let the steam, you know, connect with you. And it's, it's been honestly so, so transformational. I feel so connected to who I am as a woman. I look forward to it. I can't imagine now my life without this practice because it has really gotten me so in touch with my root and my womb. And honestly, ladies, we create the universe in our wombs. We create all of our ideas in our wombs. And yes, of course, we create our our children. We create life. And if we're running so hard and so fast as women, especially in busy, busy businesses and concrete jungles and working in front of computers all day and exerting, 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 like there's no way that we're going to feel connected to our most sacred, sacred technology. And when we prioritize nourishing and nurturing and tending to that part of our anatomy, ladies, I am telling you, you've heard it here first. It's an unlock to your power and your power doesn't have to be so fierce. Your power can be soft and fierce at the same time. And I have really tapped into the power of yoni steaming as a way to really align to more of my feminine frequency. So hands down, recommend yoni steaming. Number five is microdosing. I work with an incredible practitioner. She is a female holistic healer. And she has created this line of microdosing that is made from mushrooms. So it's 0.1 grams of psilocybin that she has Reiki infused. And she has created two different varietals that attune to your cycle. So you take a certain type for two weeks when you are in your follicular and ovulation phase. And then you take another kind, the other varietal when you are going through your luteal phase and menstrual phase. And I'm not an expert on microdosing. I will probably bring her on to my show one of these days. I'm putting that out into the universe. She's amazing, but it's not just about her. It's about the work that I have been empowered to take on myself with these sacred sacred fungi on the planet. And I've actually dabbled in microdosing a few times in the past. Didn't really like it. They kind of made me feel weird. They kind of made me feel off, tired. I just didn't really like the way they made me feel. And I feel like because these were designed for women and they're set with such intention around the female cycle, specifically how we are designed and how we really do change every 28 to 30 days. This whole patriarchal Gregorian calendar, this is a world we're living in that has been, you know, designed by men for men. And that's a whole other episode, but really finding this sacred tool through my incredible healer and incorporating microdosing into my daily practice, my weekly practice has just rewired my brain. And I am feeling so myself, so happy, so alive. 
And not to say that every day is perfect. Honestly, sometimes these microdoses bring up shadow and allow me to sort of feel darker feelings that I haven't felt in a minute that needed to be released. And in order to release them, we have to feel them. We have to process them to transmute them before we can transcend. And that has also been such a gift in these sacred tools. So number five, microdosing. Number six, this is so, so basic and yet so, so important is sleeping. So I've talked a little bit about my depression journey from last year and how I went the holistic route through ketamine. And I credit ketamine and that that experience to really help heal my brain. But what has been really the long game of healing is prioritizing sleep. And I have just been getting so much sleep. Like I let myself sleep in an extra hour if I feel like it. I sleep a lot on the weekends. I'm, I go to bed earlier. I just really feel rested. And it's because I am. And that has allowed my brain to heal even more. We all know the power of sleep. It's like the core foundation to health. And I'm not a health expert by any means, but I have been, you know, a hustler and I've been burning my candle at both ends for years. And it just led to this repeated cycle of burnout. Like burnout has been just a pattern. And a lot of that had to do with the fact that I, I just didn't regard sleep as a key to my thriving and my joy. And I feel so happy these days for so many reasons as I'm discussing today. But most of all, most of all, because I'm sleeping. And so we all have different life circumstances. Maybe you're raising a family and you don't have the luxury of getting as much sleep as you can right now. And I totally honor that. But if we can go through our own cycles and stages where we're getting rest, I guarantee that you are going to feel so much more joy in your life simply by the one practice of getting good quality sleep as much as you possibly can. That has been cornerstone. Number seven is honestly ecstatic dancing. So you might be like, what's that? And maybe you already know what it is. Ecstatic dancing is typically an organized event. I would highly encourage you to go Google it in your city. They're pretty much in every major market, I would imagine. I didn't think they would be as active as they are in Nashville, but they're happening in Nashville at this amazing place called Rhythm Bird every single weekend. And it's just a whole motley crew of people really attracts so many different walks of life, which is amazing. And you get into a room and you just dance, like you dance it out. Doesn't matter how you move, what you look like, what you're wearing, where you're standing. It's just one big container to release, express, shake through movement. And honestly, doing ecstatic dancing as a practice, I've done it a couple times in just the last month, has been such an activation into joy. And I feel it in my body for days afterwards. If you really go into these communities and you let yourself go 
and you don't care what you look like and you don't care who's judging you because no one is. It's a very safe space. If you're going to a proper ecstatic dance party, there's rules, you know, there's boundaries. You can't dance and rub up on people unless you allow and welcome that in through gestures of, you know, accepting people into your body space. But most people just want to dance and be in their own world and shake it out and cry and scream and laugh. And it's just so human. It's so primal. And the dancing, the music, the feeling it in my heart, the shaking it out, the things that are on my heart that are heavy, like to dance it out. It's just so powerful. Now, if you can't find a ecstatic dance party in your area, dance by yourself, blast some music, put it in your earbuds, take an hour, truly build it up in your private home and dance to your favorite music. And it's not about burning calories or sweating. It's although you will do that. It's about moving stagnant emotions and energy out and through your body so that you can really clear it. And that, oh my God, it is life-changing. Okay. So ecstatic dancing all day, every day, just fucking dance wherever you are. It doesn't, it actually doesn't matter where you are. You don't need a formal party. Just find any opportunity you can to dance. And then number eight has really been a true, true modality to cultivating more joy in my life. And that is a practice I call connecting and clearing, which is really honestly the hardest practice, which is why I left it to the end. I think one of the things that has blocked me traditionally from finding joy is, and I'm sure you can relate and think this is all just so common, is just the resentments, the heaviness and the unspoken negative feelings that we have towards people in our life that have hurt us, that have offended us, that have disappointed us. And it's a big burden on your soul and takes away your own joy by holding on to it. And it's your own choice, right? It's, it's your own robbing of your own happiness when you give someone else that much power because you're resenting them. And most of the time, I find that if we're brave enough and courageous enough to either one, have a direct conversation with that person where we connect with that person from an authentic place and share vulnerably the hurt, the disappointment, the pain, we clear it. We actually clear it because honestly, the vulnerability is the solve. It's the, it's the medicine that immediately allows for more truth to be felt. And I think at our core, we all just want to feel loved and to return to love. And this can be obviously something as big as a huge relationship. That's a big, tall order, I know. But it can also just be a a micro misunderstanding that you have with a colleague or a friend or a family member. And connecting and clearing is just, it's really, really scary. And it can take a lot of bravery to get yourself into a conversation like that. But the more 
heaviness that I carry from old resentment situations that things that just haven't been cleared, they weigh me down. They take away my joy. They diminish my frequency of fun, of play, of pleasure and bliss, which is your birthright, which is your job to feel those things because you're hanging on to something that has just simply been unsaid. Now, I also want to say that you can do this with people you've known and who've hurt you, who you don't talk to anymore, who you will never talk to again. You can connect and clear it without ever having to physically speak to them. And that can look like journaling, that can look like praying, that can look like blessing them and going up into your highest light in a meditation and really truly feeling the purity of that that person. And again, this is hard work. I'm not saying that this is a cakewalk. This is, you know, highly evolved, deep work to to get to. But I will say that really I've, you know, I've been hurt by a lot of people. I've been betrayed by a lot of people. And, you know, I can I can look back on those relationships and I can I of course after some space and time that's the key and look back and be able to see their full humanity and really offer compassion and not in a self-righteous way, but compassion for me and them and the situation and be able to connect to that, to that pure, honest, we're all just trying our best. We are all on our own journeys, that understanding, that knowing. And that helps me really when I tap into that, when I access that, I clear it. It no longer has a hold over me. And I've been making that a practice this year of just really, really surrendering to love. And that has opened up a portal into some of the deepest joy I've ever felt in my life. I'm light. Things that make us heavy are typically people <laughs> and past pain and hurt and, and resentment. And when we literally connect to the core of the humanity and that experience on both sides, we're able to clear and open up truly a pathway, a gateway into our highest vibration. And that is joy. So I hope this was helpful. This was definitely a, a true a look under the hood of a lot of things that I have been doing. Some are really simple, like walking out in nature. Some might require you to, you know, track me down and find who my microdose practitioner is. But most of all, it's really here for you to take what feels aligned and leave the rest. So joy is your job. It's my job and I'm here to help it make your job because when we really truly tap in, life just expands and we feel most of all our most authentic selves because I know that our authenticity is directly connected to our joy. So leave us a review. <laughs> Don't forget to do that. Screenshot it, send it to me. I'm going to call out a special part of my community and feature you and your business, your brand, your Instagram, whatever you share with me. I'm going to choose one listener a week to focus on 
And also just reach out to me if this episode resonated with you, if you have any questions. I'm obviously here to be in partnership. I don't have all of the answers. I'm on my own journey too. It is a never ending journey. And it is honestly this journey to heal my hustle, to remember that abundance is my birthright and to find my fun. It's been the greatest journey I've ever fucking taken. So I hope you come along with me for the ride because it's a joy ride when we make it a practice. All right, my friends, I love you all so much and I will see you on the next episode of the Simply Be podcast. Bye, my friends.